Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network, the Authors on Fire podcast. I am Pat Rulo, here today with a Firebird Book Award winning author to share with you, V. Lynn, and two winning children's books. One is titled Shortcut Sorghum and the other is Flaky Faro. V has always been interested in human behavior and received her bachelor's degree in psychology at the University of California, Riverside. She then obtained a double graduate degree and joined the medical field as a physician associate. She grew up as an only child to an exceptional single mother who set examples of how to face extreme adversity, persist, and succeed even when having a delicate disposition by nature. And now, as a single mom herself, she writes her children's fiction books at night, in the dark, and when her daughter is finally asleep. Her books feature social themes that children face and also incorporate learning lessons, fun, friendship, adventures, and usually a whole lot of food. She reflects on some of the social situations that she faced as a child and writes books in hopes of helping children, including her own, bravely face and conquer social challenges. She is the award-winning author of the Growing Pains of the Grains series. So fun and so much to get involved in here. So I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to bring her on. Welcome, V. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Pat. My, my pleasure. And congratulations on winning for both of those books. Oh, thank you so much. I am so honored. I really am. Oh, it's always such a pleasure for me to make that announcement. And I just know everybody's smiling and I'm smiling. It's just a happy day. I, I was I definitely had a huge smile when I I saw that email from you, Pat. <laughs> oh, I'm happy. I'm happy. Well, we've got a lot to go and talk about today, but let's just start using grains to deliver the message. Where did that idea come from? <laughs> I just you know I I like food. Uh, I like everything about food, and I always thought that characters that were not human, that had human characteristics were interesting. Um, and so I was just probably just eating a grain one day <laughs> and thought, you know, wouldn't it be fun if, uh, if there's a story about a grain? Um, so my first idea came about with um, a noodle. Uh, maybe I was having an, a bowl of noodles or something. <laughs> but my first book is called The Nervous Noodle. So that was my very first grain character. And so from there on, I just developed the whole series based upon grains as characters. And <laughs> and um, Sorghum and Pharaoh are two of the characters that are part of my series. Well, let's go back then and let's talk about about them in in the order. Nervous Noodle. So what, what is that about? Yeah, so Nervous Noodle, um, I wrote Nervous Noodle uh, to talk about the theme of social anxiety, and uh, it's a book for to help kids deal with um, the anxiety they feel um, in, at, at school, or it could be applied to any situation. It's about uh, a character, his name is Noodle, he's the main character, he's very nervous because it's his first day of school. And um, he cares a lot about what others think. But um, throughout the story, there's uh, lessons to be learned. And at the end, um, he learns to, uh, he triumphs at the end. And um, he learns to overcome his anxiety. Uh, so it's pretty cool. It's, you know, it's, it's 
it's in hopes, I wrote it in hopes of helping kids who have that sort of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can even hear someone say, well, let's not be a nervous noodle. It's just kind of a fun thing to say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> the alliteration yeah. as well. Yes. I, I use a lot of alliterations in, in my stories in the series. It's, it's fun. It is fun. I'm kind of attracted to alliterations myself. So uh, I, I get it. So what came after Nervous Noodle? After Nervous Noodle, there was Onward Oat. Mm. Oat is a little oat who, um, who finds his courage through a journey through town. So the theme of oat, Onward Oat is um, finding courage, uh, kindness, and uh, breaking stereotypes. After that, uh, let's see, we've got sorghum, uh, shortcut sorghum, uh, flaky pharaoh, and then the, my recent one is peevish popcorn. <laughs> I like shortcut sorghum. Um, that's about practicing patience and being thorough and winning results. That's a great message. I think so. I think that a lot of times nowadays, everybody's in a rush to do do things, and a lot of things come at our convenience. Um, and kids these days probably, you know, they have a lot at their disposal. There's the Internet. And I'm, back in my day, I'm probably dating myself, but, you know, we had to go to a library and look for mm-hmm. an encyclopedia to look something up. It wasn't easy, like, looking something up on this on your cell phone <laughs> but shortcut sorghum is basically about um a, a grain she's the main character her name is sorghum she's an athletic grain she runs really fast on the track mm-hmm. um but she also you know cuts corners and does everything fast and because of that she sometimes doesn't do things very well like her homework or she'll cook and or she'll clean and she'll miss a lot of things not because she's not good, but because she's just rushing through everything. And so she learns through the story to slow down a little bit and just be more deliberate and more careful. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's shortcut sorghum. She took shortcuts, but then she learned <laughs> that shortcuts don't always bring the best results. Absolutely. I think I need to read that book to my husband. He is a shortcut <laughs> sorghum. <laughs> I think a lot of times we shortcut we shortcut sorghum uh, ourselves during the day. <laughs> I'm gonna shortcut sorghum this. <laughs> I love this. We've got a new language going on here. I'm gonna start speaking that way. I, I'm definitely gonna tell my husband about this. He vacuumed the basement the other day, and we have cats, and we use this pine litter. So there's little pine pellets, and he said, "Oh, I vacuumed the basement, and when I went down, I'm stepping on all these pellets, and..." I think he shortcut sorghumed the vacuuming. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so do I. I have to talk well, to my hope is that adults can enjoy the story too. <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I did. And Flaky Pharaoh, was he the one that was always late? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Yeah. Flaky Pharaoh is is really a fun guy. He's the main green in that story. Um, he's fun. Everybody really likes him because he's just the, the, um, the, the life of the party. However, he's just really flaky and he doesn't mean to. He just is. Um, 
And he doesn't really know the consequences of being flaky until he makes a commitment or he, he thinks he made a commitment, but um, then he his flakiness kind of comes into play and he's not really aware of it and the consequences. And then he realizes that he can't be flaky anymore because it comes at a high cost. And so that's a really fun story. Um, and at the end, Flaky learns a big lesson and he, um, he gains. He gains at the end and he joins a band and he's their main singer. Oh, these are so fun. And then what is it? Peevish popcorn? Peevish popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yes. Peevish popcorn. He, he's funny. He, he has a group of friends who he likes, but he has a lot of pet peeves, and that's why his name is Peevish Popcorn. And so, you know, his friends do little things like uh, overbite oregano. She chews loudly. He smacks her mouth and chomps her food when she eats. And so it, it, it kind of gets, gets him, you know, all ruffled up. And then Baffled Butter, he can't decide what to get when he's standing in the lunch line. Coach Tense Truffle is always cracking his knuckles because he's so tense all the time. And so Popcorn hears and sees all these things and he gets really, he feels really peevish. Um, but then they go on a camping trip and Popcorn has to learn to deal with his friend's flaws. And at the end, he realizes that everybody has flaws because he has one himself that he did not even know about. And at the end, his friends kindly point that out, but they've always accepted him for that. So it's it's really I I really like Peevish Popcorn. <laughs> I really like all of these books. You do these so well. This just seems to happen. You have a real knack for this. Oh really? Uh, thanks for saying that. That's uh, that's such a compliment coming from you. Um, yeah, I you know I wanted to make it fun. Um, I mean, not like a serious learning lesson because that's just so serious. Right. Um, so I wanted to make it fun using food as character and a lot of alliterations. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you you enjoyed my stories. I do. And I'm so happy that they won the book awards. And obviously that happened for a reason. And I imagine that you, you've got to have a brain that's just swirling with all kind of potential um, future books. <laughs> yeah, I think I have a few more grains in mind and a few more, you know, lessons that maybe we could talk about. <laughs> so there are others in the works. I think so. Yeah. So when you're done with the grains, do you have any thoughts for any books after this series? Um, I, I think so. I'm, I also, I actually started with, uh, after the grains, yes, definitely. Um, I'm not sure what yet, though, but I, I do want to keep pursuing writing books that um, basically, like, overall send positive messages. Mm-hmm. Uh for kids to read. Um, so yeah, I would definitely like to continue. I'm not sure after the, the grains, uh, what I would, you know, mm-hmm. go on next. Yeah. Well, I'm sure as you're working through the next few books, something will hit you and 
take you in that direction. It seems like it happens that way. Now, the artwork also obviously complements these books tremendously. Let's just talk a little bit about where that came from. Yeah, so I got different artists. Um, I uh, I um, found artists through Fiverr, um, and I saw their profile and their work, and um, I saw that they had such beautiful illustrations, and I thought to myself, you know, this artist would definitely be able to, um, you know, represent my vision. And so I reached out. Each book actually has different artists, um, and I collaborated with them. It, it was a lot of back and forth and revisions until it got the pictures perfectly the way I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were very talented um, artists, very patient with me, <laughs> and we just we worked really hard at it until we came up with the final product. Um, so yeah, very. Uh, they they all have different illustrators. Each. Uh, Green book. That is quite something in and of itself. The um, that you've pretty much got to start that process with a new person each time. That that makes the the, the yes. workload. Yeah, it makes the workload a little bit heavier. But I guess it gives you a fresh feel and a fresh perspective. It does. Yeah, and each artist brings something different to the table, mm-hmm. and, and and they bring my character to life. So you know. I actually enjoy working with different artists um, because it's just they, like I said, you know, they they see they create things differently, and so it mixes it up, and it it's it's really fun that way. So here we are talking about the joy and the fun of all of this, but this comes from a deep rooted life journey of yours. Is that right? Just from reading your your the short piece of the bio. Um, where we talked about that you had to face extreme adversity and persist and succeed, even when having a delicate disposition by nature. Let's talk about that if you want to, just because I think that drives who you are and it drives the outcome of these books. Oh, definitely. And, and actually, that's not that uh, that wasn't about me. That was about my mom. Your mom, okay. So, so my mom raised me. Um, she was a single mom. We had. Um, Migrated from Vietnam when I was two years two years old. I came over to the United States when I was two, and when we came here, she knew no English, um, and so and she was a single mom. So she worked. She went to school, learned the language, uh, worked at the same time as being a single mom. I'm not sure how she did all that. Mm-hmm. It's it's like unhuman. I don't know how she did that. She's just like a superhero. Mm-hmm. She did all that. And then um, she went to school, eventually got her master's degree, and became an elementary school teacher for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she's retired. So she's definitely my, oh, yeah. you know, my, my hero. And so um, what inspired me to write these books is, and the themes is, um, and what I mean by delicate nature is that my mom is such a, she's a, she's such a kind, sweet, delicate person. Mm-hmm. And I look back when we were, when I was growing up and she was struggling with everything, school, work, being a single mom. I mean, she didn't even know a single word of English when wow. she got here from, from that to master's degree to, uh, to mm-hmm. school teacher. Um, and I just saw that. She 
struggled a lot, but because she was just so kind and persistent, there were people in the community that would always help her and help us. And that throughout the whole time I was growing up, I saw how diligent she was and she was incredibly hardworking. Um, and, but it, it never, and there were times where it was just so much that it was a lot on her shoulders, but mm-hmm. she was just so strong. And even though she's soft spoken and she was naive, she was a very young mom, naive, soft spoken, brand new in a new country, such a delicate person. Um, she still did all that. Um, and she, she conquered it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I meant yeah. by in my bio when I said that <laughs> my mom um, had a delicate disposition by nature. Oh, my. Well, yeah, you said this didn't happen to you, that it happened to your mom, but it kind of happened to you because you were part of it and you watched it and you learned from it. And, you know, there's, yes. it's almost difficult to separate the two of you from that entire experience because... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you witnessed all of that and you learned from that. What an inspiring story. I mean, just, just warms my heart, gives me goosebumps and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love to your mom. I mean, that's just a tremendous, like you say, heroic story and she would have to be your hero. Thank you, Pat. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if I could ever have done what she did. <laughs> no, I get that. She's definitely my inspiration. Her and my four-year-old daughter. I was just going to bring your daughter into the situation <laughs> because now you've got these, these three generations of these beautiful women and they all complement <laughs> each other and just all so intricately woven into each other's lives. It's just a beautiful picture. Thank you. You know what? I That may be a story one day, <laughs> maybe like a nonfiction story. <laughs> oh, we just said we didn't know what was coming up. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have an idea now. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful idea, V. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, there's a lot there. There's so much there. Yeah, that's going to take a while to think about and figure out how to place that and put it out into the world. But it really it is a story that should be told. Definitely. Um, I, I think so, Pat. I, th- I think it's in, in, in uh, the future. Hey, well, I look forward to that. Great. <laughs> so what has the feedback been um, just out and about in the world with your books? What have you heard back from readers? Well, you know what? I, I just recently published, actually. It's only been about three weeks. Um so, uh, you know, I've had, like, friends and family read it, and they think it's, they, they get a kick out of it. They think it's it's funny. They think it's, it's cute. They read it to their, um, you know, nieces and uh, cousins and and siblings, and they seem to like it so far. So I, I hope that, that that continues, that carries, and, um, yeah, I yeah. just hope that, you know, kids enjoy it um, because they all of my books have um, positive messages in them. So I just, I just would love for kids to, to enjoy that and get like, find some meaning out of it. Right. Right. And they will, they will. Um, so let's just maybe switch gears a little bit here and just talk about writing children's books. Cause there's so many 
folks, uh, authors who want to write children's books, and it's not an easy thing. People think, oh, children's book, you know, I don't have to have a lot of words. And actually, I think tightening all of the text and, and, the, and the illustrations, the whole concept of writing a children's book is almost more difficult than writing any other book. What has your experience been with putting all of these thoughts into a you know, short amount of pages? Oh, it definitely was not easy. Yeah, no, it, writing a children's book is not easy. I mean, um, especially now with, um, you know, there's, there's been so many have, that have been written. A lot of books have been written. Um, and uh, to think of like an original concept um, and incorporate that and to both please the child audience and also the adult audience that's reading it to them and incorporate like social lessons into it. There was just a lot, a lot of components that went into it. Took a lot of thinking and creative energy, a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so definitely not easy. Did you publish through a publisher or did you self-publish? I self-published. Mm -hmm. um, I'm on Amazon. Right, right. So did you use did you use a template for the paperback and the Kindle? How the, just let's talk about the mechanics for a minute about how oh. you got that from Me, your your brain and yeah. yeah. Let's mechanics. See. I'm not your mechanics lady. I <laughs> I I, um, I got uh, I I I um, got a designer who um, did all the form the editing an editor a formatter of all, all the technical stuff mm -hmm. was just beyond me, Pat, because the writing and the thinking about it itself yes. was just a lot. So um, the all the formatting stuff, I have no idea. Actually, that's, <laughs> My, uh, that's, formatter did that. that's good because there's so much to that that it takes you away and puts you in a different place where now you're no longer creative and you're almost somewhat frustrated to try to figure out how to get your vision onto the page so that you don't have some words here and a picture over there. It's, it's a lot. Exactly. It is a lot. Wow. It is a lot. Yeah. So that's a good tip. Find somebody else to handle that for you. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. <laughs> so do you write every day? I don't write every day. Uh, you know, I work full-time in an emergency room, and then on my days off, I, I'm i trying to catch up to myself. But when I do come up with an idea, it's usually when something, I don't know, some something happens during the day, and I, I, I come up with a thought, and then... Um, and then it'll just come about. Mm -hmm. It just happens kind of spontaneously. Um, not every day. I, I don't really have time to write sure, every day. Sure, sure, um, There's probably a lot of food for thought just in an emergency room situation. You can go a whole different <laughs> route with uh, creating books based on some of those experiences, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, just there's definitely a lot of different personalities and characters that, um, I see it through my work. Yes, because everybody's in a heightened heightened state of something, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very interesting. That's another thought as far as a new series. <laughs> oh, 
Maybe. <laughs> I know. I'm just I'm just thinking of all these different things. So your daughter, how does she react to your books? How old is she? She'll she'll be four next month. Um I she likes it. She uh she she's very creative. Um she actually is the one that in, her and my mom are the ones that in, that inspired me to write children's books in the first place. I only recently started mm-hmm. this past year. She loves uh, the story, the pictures, and she she really gets into it. And she wants me to read it over and over again. <laughs> so it's not just read a one time and then go on to the next story. She wants like a redo over and over and over, so, mm-hmm. which is very flattering. It is flattering. And imagine what that is doing to her imagination. Um, I could see her wanting to perhaps write her own book at some point in time. Oh, that would be lovely if she does want to. If that's what she decides she wants to do. Yeah, yeah that would be really great. Wouldn't that be fun? Or for the two of you to col- collaborate on a, on a thought? Oh, that yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're coming up with so many good ideas. Oh, I can keep people very busy, V. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to reach out to you if uh, <laughs> the next time I need advice on direction. Exactly. Yeah. Not really. Not really. I just have, I always have so many ideas and not enough time. So I try to share them around. Right. There's just not enough time for everything. That's the thing. There really isn't. I would love to write children's books, um, but knowing what's truly involved in them. And I'd love to write cozy mysteries. There's just so many things I'd like to do, but. Time, oh. time is time is always a time is always a question. Well, you, you know, you're doing a lot, I, and I, I wanted to say I appreciate what you do um, in terms of doing your uh, your show, and then also doing the pillowcases for the the shelters. Um, that's what really caught my attention when I looked at the Firebird Book Award. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it's like no other award, and so when I looked at your um your book awards i i thought this is incredible i have to sign up for this because it's charity and it's all the things that you're doing for um to help you know brighten up people's days and people at the homeless shelter and uh i you know i just really respect that Oh, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. It's nice. It's nice to hear. I've been doing the pillowcases since 2010. Um, after my mom had a horrible experience in the hospital and and got out and couldn't do anything else, she just started making these beautiful pillowcases, oh. and we were sending them to the troops overseas and to soldiers angels, and we helped them start their own pillowcase project. And then when she passed away in 2016, I thought, you know, I'm going to continue doing this in her honor. And so that's when I decided to tie it to the book awards and to the author interviews. And so, you know, just like you were talking about your mom, it, it kind of connects me to my mom to oh. still be able to do this and in her memory and just remembering the fun times that she and I had doing it. So, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, it's so meaningful, everything you're doing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you. You were nice. Yeah, thank you. Is there a way I could see how the pillowcase looks? Yeah, sometimes I post them. I'll send you some pictures too. Yes, yes. Yay, I was very curious about that. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what? I used to have a lot of them on the website, and then I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll take some of them off. Yes, I'll send you some pictures because they're, they're always they're fun to make. 
cool. That sounds great, Pat. I will. I will. All right, my friend. Anything that we missed that you wanted to highlight today? I don't think so, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> we we covered quite a bit. We. I think we've covered quite a bit. We, did, yeah. we moved around. Thank Our, you so much for having me, Pat. Oh my gosh. I was so looking forward to this. As I told you before we even got on air that uh, your books just attracted me just from for so many reasons. And uh, so I was looking forward to our conversation today and I want to make sure everyone knows where to find you. So if you would share any contact information where folks can find out more about you, your books, how they can contact you, wherever you want to take us. Oh, I'm so flattered, Pat. Yeah. So my website, my whole name, V-Y-L-I-E-N.com. That's uh, where you'd find all of my books. And there is a free ebook there. Um, for anybody who signs up for my newsletter, it's a beautifully illustrated ebook, and the ebook is called Absent Amaranth. So she is that green, and the theme of that is mindfulness. You are so <laughs> special. You just come up with these great ideas. I love this. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, she learns how to be present, which is the opposite of absent. But um I, I, I especially like the illustration, and I mean, I like the illustration in all of my books, but um, yeah, I dedicated the entire book um, for free as a free ebook on my website. All right, so it's at vlin.com, and it's spelled V Y L I E N.com, and get your free ebook, Absent Amaranth. I don't know, even know what to say to you. This has been such a special, special time for me. You are a special human, and I'm, I'm just so happy Aww. that we met each other, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to stay friends for a long time. If you write more books, feel free to enter them again. Hopefully, we could have another opportunity to have a conversation. So I look forward to that. VLynn.com, Shortcut Sorghum, Flaky Pharaoh, and all the other good ones. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Pat. 